So how come you stopped going to Zumba? Just kidding. We don't have to start wow. the podcast like this. <laughs> Grilling me right on the pod immediately <laughs> as we start out. That's a crazy, actually. Yeah, well, I went to Zumba yesterday. Gotta say, even uh-huh. even though they played Old Town Road <laughs> again. Gotta <laughs> take my horse to the Old Town Road. Ride till I can't no more. I got the horses <laughs> in the right, bag. Right, right, horse right, tech is attached. Right. This whole movie is just horse tech is attached. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, but I don't know. You should uh, you should find a way to start going again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe with the new year, we'll see. Yeah, there you go. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? No, I don't do that. At all? You don't even have, like, things you want to accomplish in 2024? You don't have goals? No, I don't have goals in life or, like, <laughs> per year. I couldn't split them out. Would you consider yourself aimless or directionless? <laughs> yeah, you know, I really, I think I need some Thoreau in my life, to be honest with you. I need to make that my Bible. God. <laughs> I'm just saying, you set a goal, and perhaps... You could have, like, a little bit of something to strive for. Nah, I don't know. I think I'll just keep uh, meandering through the same old mistakes. That's cool, I guess. You know, more power to you. But, uh... (laughs) You're valid, right? You're valid, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, did you ever develop any New Year's Eve plans? Nah. Jesus, Ricky. (laughs) What? Any listeners of this podcast are like... What the fuck does Ricky even do outside of this? What the fuck does this guy do? He doesn't watch movies. I just sit and wait for the next podcast, <laughs> yeah, honestly. You do. You're like a sim. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> They're deleting the way out of the house. I can't get out. They deleted all the doors. No, I know you get out at least once a week because you need to feed your cats. True. I need to hunt and gather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hunt for good deals. Gather up 40 cans of cat food to bring back for <laughs> upcoming winter week this is rough this is a rough start <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too personal of a look in my okay life. all right well did you watch any other movies this week um i know you were uh you asked for rex to watch with your family for christmas so yeah we didn't watch any of those i'm sorry <laughs> that's okay what did you watch oh, uh the animated grinch stole christmas Ooh. um Ooh. Uh, elizabeth loves it um yeah she's like eight right yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. it's not like a horrible movie right it's got some bangers some good songs in it see okay Hmm. i'm a i'm a grinch aficionado oh shit okay the fact that they made i was like okay i'm open to another whatever one of these like dr seuss animated remakes fine Mm -hmm. sure cool Mm -hmm. the fact that they okay first off the movie is kind of ass but the fact that they cast yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch and they're like, use a boring American accent. Like, that's good casting for his <laughs> normal voice for the Grinch. But instead yeah. he's doing oh, yeah. like, he's doing like Chris Pratt drag in that movie. He's doing I, like... <laughs> I didn't even realize it was, uh, you know, Benedict uh, Cumberbund. I had no idea. Uh, exactly. It was just, like, it was the most generic voice possible. That is kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah, his normal oh, voice is, is a really good casting for the Grinch, yeah, but instead they're doing, he's he's doing, like, yeah, just, like, a normal, like, he's he's going out of his way to not have his normal voice, which is just nuts. It's a shitty decision. Anyway, I thought that movie was hot garbage. Um, 
I mean, nothing really happens in it, right? I mean, it's like essentially the same <laughs> plot line, but it's it's like really subdued. Where yeah, just Grinch comes, steals Christmas. One little girl, one single solitary person in the the town that he's stealing Christmas from goes, "Oh, but but Mr. Grinch, isn't Christmas about making other people happy?" And he goes, "You know what? I'm still gonna steal it. I'm still stealing it." <laughs> and then everyone else was like. Everyone else, like, they, they had their celebration, and he's like, you know what, I'm giving it back, and that's it, movie over. It's a it's a real short runtime, isn't it? Probably. I mean, the original is like 20 minutes, but it's anything I, I was going to say, seem... I feel like it's a tight 30, right? Like <laughs> Anything is going to seem subdued after the Jim Carrey Grinch, though. That movie is like maximalism on high, so, I mean, True. <laughs> any, any remake of the Grinch is going to be like, oh... <laughs> Where's the holiday, like, hubilation where they make Jim Carrey throw up from eating too much? <laughs> You're like, the important plot beats are missing here. No, that movie was ridiculously horny, the Jim Carrey version. Dude, okay, yeah, I, it's so funny. I was looking up, on Christmas Day, uh, Christopher and I were, like, doing something, like, doing a project, and we wanted to, like, throw on something that we had seen before, and I was trying to look up the original Grinch on mm. YouTube, because I figured, like, that shit's got to be in the public domain by now. And instead, YouTube kept serving me, um, like, Martha May Huvier, like, like fan cam videos, <laughs> like YouTube shorts. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> the, the Christine Baranski, where she's just all titties in that movie. And it's, yeah, just, it's yeah, funny, because yeah. I definitely remember as a kid being like, you know, I was like five when that movie came out, but I definitely remember being like, hmm, I like this woman. I wonder what's going on here. <laughs> there, um, there's something so, appealing to me about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Meanwhile, Fashion Oedipus icon. looks up from his grave like, eh. <laughs> Oedipus? What the fuck are you talking about? They they mention Oedipus in this movie, uh, specifically, which, in not in uh, The Grinch, but in all oh, in... things not to allow. <laughs> yeah. I was racking my brain. You know, if you told me that they made an Oedipus joke in the 2001 Grinch movie, I would believe you. <laughs> But, you know, I haven't seen it in a while. They might have, right? Yeah, I was racking my brain like, do they make that joke? I, I can't believe I'm forgetting <laughs> it. But no, they do. Uh, they do make a couple different cracks about uh, various psychosexual things in this movie. Which, yeah, I was uh, I was pleased to hear. Um, it was pretty funny. Yeah, this okay. It's like switching gears onto this movie. Um, this movie is like old. I mean, like I don't know. It's. Like wow. I get that I get that it was like made in 1955. This is the kind <laughs> of cultural criticism people come to this podcast for. You're, you're wow. No, it's like okay, there are some movies that you watch and they're like timeless in a way where you're like, "Oh wow, like this could be released today." This is not one of those movies. This is a movie that like if it was released today, I'd be like, "Well, what the fuck? Like this is this is not like I, I guess it's the spectacle with it, but I'd be like, this is not a fucking movie. Like, this was what? Like a really? screenplay. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're. That's weird. I thought this movie is kind of timeless. It's timeless in the wow. its themes and like I think it still looks incredible, but just uh, I mean, of it course, like the 1950s yeah. setting is is different. But um, we'll get into uh, it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is we want to watch. Uh, my name's Lane. My name's Erky. This is a podcast where we choose movies that we want to watch, whether they're culturally relevant or we heard about them from other people or we just want to watch them. Um, also, I should put a, a, a thing here. Um, I'm sorry if you are an iOS listener 
and you can't listen to this on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I am a, <laughs> I am completely cock-blocked by Apple uh, from putting this up on Apple Podcasts for some reason. Uh, you just literally cannot create an Apple ID from a Windows computer for some reason for me. And I don't have any friends who have iPhones and neither does Ricky. So, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> Stick with it. Getting droid blocked over here. Sorry if you're an Apple Podcast user. One day, it'll happen. Um... But no, this week we're talking about uh, All That Heaven Allows, which is a 1955 Douglas Sirk melodrama, romantic drama. Um, I picked this movie. This was a lane frame. Uh, I picked it for a couple different reasons. Um, my, my interest in Todd Haynes, who's a modern director that Ricky doesn't know, but I'll explain to him in a second. Uh, he's the director of May, December, which is my favorite movie of 2023 and one that I know you've heard about in our group chat a few times here. Uh, so that movie is kind of very like leaning into melodrama and that's Todd Haynes is kind of his whole thing is the different settings and like using those heightened emotions to make commentary about like social movements and like, uh, yeah, just societal issues. And he actually has a movie that I've been thinking about watching called Far From Heaven that was a kind of like a, a pastiche to a bunch of these Douglas Sirk movies. And so I knew that it was most copying All That Heaven Allows. And so I figured I'd watch the original first. And so it seemed also like it has it has a huge cultural imprint. I hear about this movie a lot. Uh, people reference this movie a lot when they're talking about like 50s melodramas. It's kind of like the quintessential one. So um, I figured it would be a good one for this podcast. And I'm glad we watched it because uh, I really like this movie a lot. I think it was not just like a good movie, um, but also... Yeah, just one that you can really trace the influences it's had, I think, through the decades to today. So, For sure. I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't like it, because I did like it. It was a good little movie, um, and like a nice Christmas flick, too. But, yeah. um, like, like I, I, I cannot see it as a, like, anything other than, like, like, it's a good movie in the way that, like, a Chris, or what is it, a Christmas story? The one where they return where they return all the money after the guy after George goes on like Are you talking about It's a Wonderful Life? It's a Wonderful Life. Jeez. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People here yeah. are uh, people at home are s screaming at you. <laughs> yeah, they're tisking right now. Um, yeah. same level as like It's a Wonderful Life. I I I mean very similar vibes at least to me. I think it's just like the the way that people talk in both movies are so even It's a Wonderful Life seems more modern than uh than all that heaven allows. I don't know if that's just me. Um, if the movie's meant for like different audiences, uh, I'm too low when, brow for it. Okay, when you say modern, what mm. do you mean? Just like more recent, like more recently released, I guess. Which let me look up when It's a Wonderful Life came out because I. Actually I think don't Wonderful know. Life is forty-five. Like it could be. Yeah, forty-six. It it almost feels as though the the dialogue from this movie is like from It's a Wonderful Life came out more recently. Interesting. Okay. What do you think about uh, Kane, Citizen Kane? Because I don't remember you having similar takes on Citizen Kane, and that movie is, no. I mean, older than either of these. Yeah, no, Citizen Kane also, you know, I, I don't know what it is with this movie, but, like, it seems like there are a few, like, I'll say, like, intelligentsias. I don't know. There's, like, a few, like, supposedly, like, scholarly characters that they're like, alright, we're just gonna have this character, like, it, it's just, like, psychological buzzwords, like, every time they're on screen. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> and, like, so, like, the daughter was one of them, and then there was just, like, some background character at one of the parties, like, one of the guys, 
any time he was on screen. He was saying the most, like, ridiculous out-of-pocket shit, which, like, but it didn't matter because he's saying it, it, like, he's using just, like, a bunch of psychological jibber-jabber about it. I don't know. It was, like, really silly to me. I guess, like, part of the difference might be that this movie is so, like, the setting and time and social context of this movie is so relevant to it. Whereas, like, Mm -hmm. Kane is kind of timeless in that, you know, you could still, you could adapt that story to today and you wouldn't have to change too much. Same with It's a Wonderful Life, you know, whereas Mm -hmm. this, it's like the very specific, like, class dynamics at play and things like that, those have changed and you would have to do a little bit more um, to update the story. It's kind of funny, um, Mm -hmm. in Far From Heaven, which is like the kind of remake-ish that Todd Haynes did of this, uh, I I watched that yesterday, Um, Mm -hmm. they... They kind of just update the dynamics a little bit, but it's still set in the 50s. So it's like a little bit more ugly or like edgier, I guess, of of like things going on behind the scenes um, in okay. the way that this movie kind of has subtext of or hints at where that movie makes it more explicit. Uh, but it still does take the 50s setting and it does still kind of play with some of the same ideas, if if not, you know, the exact same, you know, delivery vehicles, I guess. So, okay. Yeah, I, I can see why you would think that this is like dated, I guess, in that way. But I do think... Mm-hmm. It still plays great. I mean, you still... Yeah, no, for sure. But, like, even the main conflict comes down to, like, she's like, oh, I can't marry you. What's what the neighbors think? And it's like, like, the guy's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about that. Like, listen, you oh, want to marry me or you don't, right? Like, Is that all you got from this? Oh, man. No, it's Ricky. It's, it's I not feel all like I you... got from it. I mean, well, okay, all right. I'll, I'll say, like, it appears to me as though the main conflict is she feels certain obligations, right? To, like, to her kids, to, like, the social standing that she has within the community. Like, he's not willing to budge about that. He's like, I don't I don't care about that at all. I don't give a shit. Like, this is between you and me. Why does anyone <laughs> else or, like, their opinions have to be involved? He's not budging on that fact. And she's too swayed by, like, by the opinions of others for, for that to matter. At least in the beginning, right? Like, the initial conflict um, yeah. is that. Am I, like, terribly off base? No, I mean, I don't disagree that that's the main plot, but, like, there's so Mm -hmm. much, there's so much here subtextually, I think, of, like, the specific, like, ennui that she's experiencing and the, uh, the, like, the doldrums and, like, how she longs for, like, a a more passionate life. I mean, they, at points, this does become explicit where, like, when she first uh, goes out with Harvey and she comes home from the country club party, and mm-hmm. Harvey's like, you know, I know that, you know, you don't really care about sex anymore, whatever he says to her, so we should get married. Yeah. And she's like, oh. Or, like, even her daughter said, you know, when she's, the daughter character was making me laugh out loud. I was, It was so funny. Like, every time she takes off her glasses to, like, deliver, like, the, you know, Freudian line or whatever, that was, yeah. that was really, really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll give you that. I thought that it was so silly, though. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be silly. I think it's supposed okay, to be all right. a little... Yeah, I didn't know I don't if that was this... just, like, a 50s, like, it was, like, a no. archetype. Like, okay, all right. And if that, no, if that totally. was considered normal. Okay, all right. No, I think I think it's supposed to be kind of comedic at times, especially with okay. with her and then, um, you know, with the, like, the irony. This thing is, like, dripping with irony, you know? Um, and so I think... Did they have you know, that people... in the 50s? I hate you. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well, no, I, I just... Go ahead. I will say, like, the TV scene in... Yes. In particular, when it that like, was when what it's, I was like, bring zooming up. in slowly on the TV, and like you see a reflection in it, and it's like her world's like I mean crashing down. Like yeah, like yeah. definitely pretty like explicitly. Like that was like pretty yeah. like, explicit. Where it's like okay, and like the, well, those visual motif are like present throughout the whole thing. Like the framing, like mm-hmm. boxing her in, is like 
very, very present. And I, you know, mm-hmm. like boxing her in with the TV that you already mentioned, but like through windows, through mirrors, the scene where we're first introduced to her, her kids and she's like at her jewelry box and you can see her in the reflection of that. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of like... The fireplace and the mantle when they're out there. Yes, yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. Tons of that. And so there's lots of like visual storytelling, like as opposed to narrative. Okay. Like, yes, the main plot is there, but then all of these things that are kind of commenting on the discrepancy between the life she wants to live and the life she feels trapped in. I think that right. there's just, there's a lot there, you know, that I think makes this a lot more interesting than just a, you know, this is kind of what I meant last week when I mentioned, you know, as I get older, I'm more open to like watching just like straight dramas that don't have like thriller elements or things like that. Like, whereas when I was a kid, it's like, why would I watch a movie about like a woman who feels sad she can't get married to this guy? Like it, it just, right. you know, but right. now that, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, um, there's more to movies than that, I guess. And so I, okay. it just, it's something that I've enjoyed, I guess, as I've gotten older is like indulging in those heightened emotions through, yeah, visual storytelling or like elements of the movie that are, or like color. This movie is so colorful and beautiful. Um, kind of surprisingly so for like the time, right? I, see, I, I mean, it's kind of. I kind of disagree. I mean, yes, there's a lot of movies that are like seem more muted or grainy mm-hmm. or like, you know, whatever. But like there are movies that are quite colorful from this time period. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. color was invented in the 60s. Right. And I know you're no, not saying that. Right. But... No, no. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I guess I never really had a concept for how they would work with like color compositions and how like effectively they could employ that like this early because the movie yeah. is pretty like pretty good at like guiding you through it through the use of color especially just like the color on the trees they had i mean they have like a nice set that they're working with I-, I just i don't know i mean they did they did a really good job with that sort of stuff every i mean this sounds weird but like every scene feels very distinct like no for sure the set is dressed very particularly like they have very yes. meticulous yeah, yeah. like eye for like what colors are important to the story here and what are we trying to signify um yeah i think that's i mean that's totally intentional and we should watch which, some like which old just seems movies like... at some point yeah, definitely, definitely. Have you I don't seen know, it, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari? Sorry to keep to cut you off now like a third time. No. It's a black and white movie from, mm-hmm. I want to say the 20s. It's kind of like a horror, whatever, drama. We should watch that. I think you'll be very impressed by like the use of color and lighting and shadows and things. I mean, that movie is like so influential. You'll watch it and you'll be like, oh, this is what every movie is ripping off. <laughs> <laughs> like, like tons and tons of movies. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of funny that, like, old movies get a rap for being, like, boring and black and white and whatever, like, ugly or, like, yeah, not dynamic. Yeah, I just didn't think that they would have the, like, sense for that already, right? Like, it seems, it seems like if a new technology was to come out, like, today, there'd be a lot of fumbling around and a lot of, like, misuse. Oh, almost like, like, CGI, like, how it's, like... Like, it came out, and people were like, oh, like, we can save a ton of money. And then, like, before the technology got really good, and then just made a well, slew of, like, mm, movies. I don't know, CGI. man. Ooh. Uh, no? CGI's only been around for, what, 50 years? I mean, at this point? Mm-hmm. Not even? Yeah. Like, or mid-80s, probably? Um, and think of Jurassic Park, which is, I mean, I know that that movie is, like, the gold standard, but that movie was probably only around 15 years into that, into CGI, like, really being developed. Um, in, in the way that we yeah, know it now. Yeah. And like, and I mean, that movie looks good. Yeah. Yeah. That movie looks fucking incredible. And like, when you think of this movie, 1955, I mean, movies have been around, filmmaking had been around for 40 years at that point. 
So yeah, but but when was when was color filmmaking around? I, I I guess I always just assumed that it was a very sort of maybe not recent thing, but 1955 seems like right on the cusp, like like a very early color film. And I guess it I guess it wasn't because it had like a lot of color. T- I don't know. I think like it's most, a wonderful I mean, life was 46, and that was not shot shot in Technicolor. So well, Technicolor is different than just like color cinematography, but like think of the wizard of oz and that's the 30s so i'm sure that like color photography and plus i mean even if you don't know even if color filmmaking hadn't been around for very long i mean color photography theater like all of those things were still like people still knew what color was you know not, well, i'm not yeah, saying you don't yeah, but yeah. like no 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 i so, get that yeah 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 so yeah i guess i'm not as surprised but it is still like employed really really well here um yeah for sure yeah so I was more impressed you, than anything. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's just like my own like. No, sort of no, no. I, he's coming in, but it's an. Impre- I think it's an impressive looking movie for sure. Um, I don't know that it's that unique. I I will say this movie does. Uh, at the time when it was released, this director was kind of like known for making like women's movies, and I use that with like air quotes, like like dramatic like or melodramatic movies like about women's issues and women you know would go to see them and they you know they're emotional like all of these things um Mm -hmm. they were kind of like discounted and so i think part of that too yeah probably the cinematography at the time or like the uh different visual storytelling techniques were probably also seen as like corny or like for women you know or whatever it might be uh, mm-hmm. So that could also be part of it. You know, when we think of the prestigious movies from like this time period, like the classic canon, it is things that are a little bit more staid or like not as like lush in this way or subtextual. Yeah, yeah no, I get that for sure. And I mean, I, I, I guess that does come down to the difference because this does like it, it reminds me of like a um, like a, a TV show, sort of like Walker, Texas Ranger, or at least one that would come oh, on sure. at around the same time or like on the same channel, yada, yada. Um, yeah and it, I, I don't know there's there's something about the dialogue too like I, I i keep coming back to this like the the main characters carrie and uh ron what, what's her new love yeah 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 like they're the only ones that really seem like people i guess i don't know they're the only ones that like talk to each other everyone else it feels like they i, I mean carrie's one friend talks to her but then like the one the one woman who spreads rumors um mona Mona, uh, Mona, yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> she like talks at people. Like every single one of her lines is delivered. Like she's like, "Oh well, I'm glad Carrie could find someone." Hmm. And like, like <laughs> it it's is just like yeah, that sure. every single time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but then but then Ron's friends are shown with like humanity. Like they That's don't talk true. to each other that way. They talk to each other very like. Again, I think it's very straightforward it, in like the delivery of you know, what these different people are trying to symbolize of, like, the very reserved and, like, uh, about appearances, superficial, you know, rumor-spreading people of the country club versus, like, Ron's salt-of-the-earth, reads throw like, friends, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> who yeah, yeah, yeah. who do, like, natural things and, like, they'll eat, you know, meat cooked by the fire and whatever um, and, and have a hoedown or, or whatnot. <laughs> so. A little hoot nanny. Yeah. Love a hoot nanny. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I I guess that I guess it is just uh, supposed to sort of highlight the differences between the socialites and the I don't know what to call the non-socialites in this case, um, but like the lower class, yeah, the lower class. Even the the like quote unquote lower class, like 
these people are living pretty good lives out here. I don't yeah, know. They're yeah, like, right, right. They're like, oh, Ron don't care much for money, but he, like, owns a business, has... Yeah, he has a huge it, nursery. Two, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, two properties. Um, yeah. Because like, he just bought the mill, and he's going to fix up, like, this, like, shitty little mill that he found. It's like, all right, like... Yeah. He's kind of got mad dough. I don't know why but it, but he's not hating on him. I think there's. I think this is kind of why this movie does feel a little bit more dated. Isn't because like I don't think the implication isn't that he has no money. He has uh, less respectable, like blue collar money. Uh, he doesn't come from old money. Like yeah, I'm, I think part blooded. of it is that yeah, he's not blue blooded. Yeah, like I think he is it's the implication is that he inherited some of it from his dad too right because his dad owned the gardening business so like i think that there's part of it is like oh like you know he he has to like work for his money and also like his friends do live in the woods and have hoedowns like i can see why you know nowadays it's not as well no that's you have to like put yourself in the mindset of this movie in the 50s or like update Mm -hmm. it to now it would be like you know a bunch of fucking artists living in a co-op you know in a like a selling whatever like beads and shit i don't know like you'd have to like you'd have to adapt the circumstances um but i don't think it's so much about like the literal amount of money that you have the way it would be now um the the way they were talking to to her though like um i don't know if it was carrie's kids or if it was like mona um or like carrie's one actual friend uh but they were Mm -hmm. like they're like oh like i'm sure he isn't just looking for a woman with money and yeah. and i mean obviously carrie was like I, like god no heavens no heaven forbid forsake the thought but like they really made it seem like he was like a gold digger essentially and well i i like, think every time we see him problem... he's in like nice suits like i don't know he yeah he's dressed well like i think part of the problem is um back in the day you could probably like the difference in their age was probably more pronounced but nowadays, it's like there's like a five year age difference between them, or like maybe oh. maybe eight. It's as, it's not as serious. He yeah, is an old yeah, yeah. looking like twenty five. Like Rock Hudson looks like at the end, he, this man is leathery already. Like yeah, at the end when he's yeah. laying down on the couch, like he's got <laughs> he's got city miles on him for sure. Um, yeah. So I wanted to comment on that especially because like they make a really big point of it. They're like, oh, like. Like, glad Carrie could find such a younger man. And I'm like, this guy looks just as old as everyone else here. Like, he's not, like, graying already, right? But, like... Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, by far, he's the best-looking man in the cast, outside of maybe Ned. Um, But, like, everyone else... who the fuck is Ned? Her son. Carrie's son. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I just didn't remember his name. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone else, like... Like, every other guy in particular is just, Yeah, like... they're all, like, old, like, Mr. Moneybags types. Like, yeah, they all look like yeah, they... yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all belong to the board of directors of the local bank or something. Um... No, like, literally exactly. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I don't disagree Which I guess is a part think... of visual storytelling as well. Sorry. Just... just sure. No, no, no. Um, I do think... Yeah, I think that if... This is another thing where you just have to kind of put yourself in the mind set of the 50s of like the women or the the men that she's expected to date now are all old as fuck right and even in the very yeah. beginning sarah her friend says to her like oh he's 40 so he won't look at anybody over 18 you know yeah, so like yeah, yeah. that expectation is there and so again it's another thing that doesn't really translate whereas if you made this movie today and it was like a 25 year old with maybe like a 55 year old or like you know something like that you would 
you know, it would be more pronounced. But I think the right. taboo of it is still there, you know, even if it's, yeah, like a little bit silly today to think about, uh, like, a seven-year age gap being a big deal. <laughs> yeah, well, because, like, Ron, okay, so, like, Ron with Carrie, they look, like, pretty similar in age. I mean, Carrie honestly looks a little younger than him, in my eyes, right? Uh, yeah, but... she is. She she <laughs> looks great. She's, like, like yeah. the fact that they're oh, yeah. suppo- she's supposed to be, like, a, an old crone. <laughs> she's, like, 38, this actress is in this movie. Like, she's just, you know, hang it up, sis. You're too... Your your old uh, your old news at this point, but she looks she yeah looks that's fantastic. insane. She actually yeah she's yeah. so fucking beautiful in this movie. Um, and then well, what's her face? Um, I don't remember her name, Sarah? but like the cousin no the, the cousin oh. of um, oh yeah the of little the friends the of Ron yeah, right. yeah yeah like she seems like particularly nineteen young, especially yeah. <laughs> next to Ron right yeah like yeah. when she like comes and picks him up I was like ah oh, that's a really weird problematic age gap. Never once thought that with Ron and Carrie. Like, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, well, he, it's, so just pivoting a little bit, like Rock Hudson, I mentioned last week, he's the actor mm. who plays Ron. Right. Um, he was a closeted, closeted to the, the audience or the public uh, gay man in the 50s and 60s. And he was like, you know, we don't have leading men anymore. Um, but like, he was like, what happened to the leading men <laughs> our actors are in crisis but we don't have a you know we don't have these like this type anymore but um he is very much the you know chiseled jaw like handsome like you know sensitive rom-com or like romantic drama guy you know like your your mm-hmm. typical leading man back then and so to watch this movie and yeah like see him kind of doing like this performance of like very heterosexual, like, dreamboat type. It's very funny just knowing that, not funny, but, like, ironic. Um, it adds to the irony of this movie, knowing that he is, you know, putting on a front even in this movie, you know, the actor is. The subtext mm-hmm. of that, I think, adds a lot to the taboo um, of it all. And so, yeah, the fact that he's, like, he even seems older than he is. He's, like, projecting all of that. Like, all of that goes into this performing, uh, I think, um, in a really interesting way. So when they're talking, they're in the car at one point and he like, or she says like, I don't remember what they're arguing about. She says something like, Oh, you just want me to be like a man. Uh, or, or he says like, all my male friends do this. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, you want me to be a man? And he's like, well, only in that way. And it it just like, it hits with a certain like twinge of irony again, knowing that, uh, like background. So he did have that like sardonic smile on his face when he says it too. Like only in that one way. Yeah. 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 People just looked older back then though. You also like, you know, they just yeah. the smoking, yeah. the, 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 the hairstyles. Yeah, the lead. Paint. Yeah. <laughs> they were squinting because they were seeing in color for the first time. I mean the Yeah, thing. no, I mean um, must have been a really, really huge uh fucking shift in the paradigm when color was invented. <laughs> yeah. Um hmm. did you ever watch movies in school? I know you're, yeah, well, besides your again. Wes Anderson uh, English teacher, like, in, in, like, English class, did they ever show you, like, yeah, like, social commentary movies? Uh, I guess? I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't name one for you. Uh, I, maybe not, like, time pieces. I, I don't want to call this, like, a time piece, but, like, the fact that, like, you do have to sort of understand a bit about, like, the time in which it's taking place, and it doesn't really translate one-to-one uh, sure. to today... I would sort of say that, like, maybe not anachronous, but um, 
Like it, it's a little bit of a timepiece or a period piece, I guess. Um, I was gonna say timepiece. A timepiece is a watch, right? <laughs> this right. Rolex, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a period piece is what I'm trying to refer yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. I guess I like while I was watching this, or maybe afterward, I was thinking, like in English class for me, I, like there were several years where we did uh, discussions of like McCarthy, or like we read like we read The Crucible, for example. And, like, kind of talking about, like, 1950s, like, anti-communism and the Red Scare. Like, I just remember that being, like, a recurring thing in English classes in middle and high school. And so, Mm. um, and we would sometimes watch movies that were either about those topics or, like, adaptations of those books or or plays or whatnot. And I just was thinking that this would have been a good, like, I, I feel like this would have been a good movie to kind of show and talk about some of those things. It's a little bit, it's not too edgy you know, for kids uh, or, or teens or anything like that, but maybe it would bore people more. But I, I just, I remember we watched um, Good Night and Good Luck, which mm-hmm. is, have you ever seen that? No. Is that where the guy says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn? <laughs> no. Different, different one? Okay, all right, all right. Why are you hosting a movie podcast? What? <laughs> uh, that's Gone with the Wind. No. Um, good Night right, and Good well, Luck. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Ayo, caught him. <laughs> Thank you for yelling into the mic. Um, maybe you should give give a damn. <laughs> All right, fair. Um, good night and good luck. It's like a. It's about Edward R. Murrow, who was mm-hmm. um, a journalist. He like talked to, or kind of like not crusaded, but he uh, stood against like Joseph McCarthy, the like witch hunts in the fifties and stuff like that. Um, and so it's just like a, a very kind of straight drama um, about that story and you know um about those events at the time and i just remember watching that and i've watched it again since then and been like god i can't imagine how bored i was in high school but i'd like (laughs) to think that something like this movie like all that heaven allows maybe would have been a little bit more interesting if not as factually basist to deliver some of those same themes not exactly one-to-one of like red scare but i mean there's definitely themes of like non-conformity and all of that here so for sure for sure I'll say, I think my schooling was structured a little bit differently. We had, like, we had a unit on, like, the American history, or, like, on American history in general um, in my social studies class. Uh, But, like, I had that, like, ninth grade, and then every other social studies was, like, well, I didn't have it senior year. I had psychology. But then it was, like, world history, and I think 11th grade was world history, and then 10th grade, like, I don't know. I just screwed around. I I don't even remember most of that year. That oh, nice. I think it was, I think it was more like military interventions around the world because my my teacher was oh. like a military guy. Um, oh, uh, he actually he did a really good job with it because he understood like imperialism. The, yeah, the the impacts of imperialism. Like not to sound like I don't know weird with it, but like he he got that a lot of what he did was sort of like because he was like rank and file. Um, he got that like a lot of what sure. he did was like maybe not the most morally ethical but he was like well like end of the day i followed orders right that's what i was supposed to do and and he he, he sort of gets into like in what ways that can be bad but it, like i mean i'm straying from the point here like we've lost the plot it's fine we've lost the plot <laughs> this so is far. A, this isn't this is an easy listening podcast more than anything right <laughs> facts yeah they put this on elevators it's easy listening um <laughs> but, but yeah very far from the sort of the context where we would really watch movies in a lot of my sort of social studies classes at the least and my english classes were just off the wall with what they showed us at least in my (laughs) eyes um 
I, I would say Wes Anderson was the tamest of what my English teacher has shown me. What um, else? What else did you get shown besides Wes Anderson? Because now I'm curious. I feel like Wes Anderson's like a it's an inspired choice um, for an English class. I could see you like pulling some good themes and things and like literary devices from those movies. But what else? Um, I mean, a lot of films whose names I don't know. We saw a lot of like there were a lot of um, sort of French films. Uh, not like full films, but sort of short films, like, like 14 minutes, oh, okay. 20 minutes or so. Um, a couple things That's from fun. like the UK. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty like widespread with what he showed us. Um, he, he sort of used those as supplements a lot of times to music. It, it was honestly pretty cool. A lot of his teaching was like music based where uh, he would like put up the lyrics to like a song. He would like have the song playing in the background and he would just be like, all right, so like, what do you guys think they're trying to say here? That's cool. Yeah, and it'd be like, who are you? And it'd be songs that, like, people know, right? Uh, and he'd sort of, mm-hmm. like, mix in older songs with, like, more recent songs. Um, like, a decent bit of, like, Lana Del Rey and just, like, random shit like that. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he was a pretty quirked-up English teacher. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know, he did a really good job with it because it, it helped us, like, engage with the material more, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um yeah no but, that's cool yeah like i i don't know I'll, like i don't know if he would have shown something actually i guess i guess he did show a lot of things with a lot of sub uh with a lot of subtext to it if he did show a movie like this i would not have picked up on 80 percent of the subtext because i would just be like yeah she yeah. just doesn't want to get married like yeah like i, said I think in the that's beginning, normal right? um yeah yeah. yeah, I think that's normal. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like as a kid or as a teenager, you're you're only just learning about those types of literary devices, but you don't maybe necessarily think to apply them to movies and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty normal. I mean, I'd say even now, just like watching it, I didn't, like, I, I maybe don't quite get the social commentary themes. Like, I, I, I kind of understand it, right? Like, I can notice some of the, like, oddities which occurred. I, I guess I don't have a good frame of reference for other movies of the time to be able to see whether it's just, like, like a product of the time or if it's, like, or, like, what's intentional, right? So it's difficult for me to sort of parse the message, yeah? Yeah, I think it can be both, too, right? Like, I think, True. you know, if you make a movie today and you're making a commentary on, even if it's the same kind of dynamics of, like, class or, or gender and women's roles, things like that, I think you could still... You can depict those things and also maybe make subtle commentary on them. And it becomes blended. And I think, you know, that's, I think that's normal. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think I mean, of like sure. a good yeah. example from this or from another movie. I, I think especially with like social constructs, it's difficult to like decouple them from the time period in which they're set, right? Because it's so closely linked. Yeah. Well, I think too, this movie, it does depict like such a, so much of the irony is about showing like she has this ideal life like everyone at the country club is constantly talking about how she's like a great you know like homemaker and she's so beautiful and like she has these great successful kids but Mm. at the end of the day she's unhappy you know she doesn't she's not fulfilled so you're depicting both the like this like 1950s like image of you know perfection and the suburbs and all of that uh and then obviously this like big empty cavernous house that she lives in where Mm -hmm. she's like at home playing the piano and looking at herself in the reflection of you know of the glass and like i I feel like it's it's even though it's not coming out and she's not like 
I'm so unfulfilled in my life. Like, I wish I had, you know, I someone she that says had passion that, for me. Like, like, she says, like, in words, like, like, people will, like, make comments to her, and she just goes, like, oh, yeah, plenty of time, plenty of time in the day. She, yeah, and but then, she's not coming out and saying, like, I am unfulfilled. Like, she's not, you know, in that right, way. And right, so, right, right. I mean, those yeah, with eyes to more, see, I, I, I think it's, yeah. it's pretty, like, like, she's, she is, like, pretty unfulfilled, um. I feel like she says that to her friend as well, like, pretty early on. Like, she just straight up said, like, when they were meeting for lunch in the beginning? I don't know. Her friend, like, stops by and then, like, immediately leaves. But Yeah, uh, it's in the beginning, because it's when she comes by for lunch and she can't stay. And she's, mm-hmm. yeah, she does say, like, oh, I have so much time. Um, yeah, and, yeah, like, I mean, nothing it's, but it's meant to, like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's more subtle than if she was, you know, delivering a monologue about how unhappy she is you know oh, okay that, that's just what, like yeah, looking yeah. out a window while the the camera pans away right the voiceover <laughs> or is or if fun. she pulled her friend to the side and did say like you know i'm really unhappy and i would love it if you could hook me up with you know this caked up gardener yeah <laughs> or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> um have you yeah. seen this hunk over here she <laughs> yeah no. yeah i i like he doesn't really do much for me in the face but like yeah he's he you know, he's got a donk, I'll say. Like, in the very beginning, especially when he's... He does... It's, like... <laughs> he's got it's a crazy. Dog. Fucking he new does. dog city over here. I don't know what to tell you. Mario? On my podcast? <laughs> in my Odyssey? Um, yeah, thank God. Did you play Mario Odyssey? Yeah. Fucking great game. Let's do the Odyssey. Let's get another copyright strike. <laughs> that was so funny to get that email immediately. Like, almost, <laughs> like seconds, seconds after it published. It was like, YouTube's like, hey, we want to watch. <laughs> Your video's banned in Russia. <laughs> hey, Only Russia, so aware, Like, yeah. fuck all of your Russian listeners. Uh, yeah. We don't yeah. actually mean that Russian listeners. We appreciate you, although we actually we, we don't, don't have appreciate any your Russian... government. We don't support you. Um, <laughs> we don't have any Russian listeners, so um, we have like the I furthest know. east we have is like there's like Belarus, but yeah, it's uh we, we're not that widespread yet. That's, Mostly that's America. Not, that's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, the, uh, <laughs> I'm the sure it's just some like victory will slowly take over, right? Like, I'm I'm sure it's just like some whatever podcast scraping website or something that just like auto plays <laughs> you know i doubt we have anybody in belarus that like to our automatically podcasts. makes tiktoks out of every podcast that's ever released and plays it next yeah. to fucking <laughs> subway surfers it's just great. clips of us out there saying the most unhanged shit with like three extra videos playing it's like minecraft subway surfers asmr <laughs> soap videos super mario odyssey <laughs> yeah yeah be great. they're all copyright struck um I do think that he Who? comes across, uh, sorry, uh, Ron in this movie. I do think he also okay. comes across as not just caked up, but also poor. I think he kind of reads as poor. Wow. Um, hmm. Like like in the context of the time. Like the way okay. he talks is different. You know, the way he's styled is different. Like you said, he does wear suits and things, but that's not how he dresses normally. Right? right. So I do think... It's a it's a little outdated compared to now, but like of course it's going to be because it's about the social moment of the time. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'd say the only the only point where it comes across as apparent to me at least was in the car, right? Um, any any scene that you see him with his car, he's driving around the like work vehicle, um, and like people definitely 
like Mona like made a comment on it. Uh, maybe not a comment about it, but like she definitely saw his car and was like, ah, Kirby oh, tree yeah. business, huh? Yeah, um, yeah, that's how she places that they've they're seeing each other. Yeah, and then when like they're going to the party, uh, like uh, Carrie even was like, hey, like we could take my car, you know, like no big deal. And oh, then yeah. he's like pulling out the busted Camry and he's like, ah, oh, come on, like what's wrong with this, right? My car's <laughs> right here already. Um, but I guess it'd be yeah. the same as like like a contractor taking their work van. Um, yeah, that's true. Little, little, uh, little gauche to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also part mm. of the reason there's so much stigma, in addition to the class and the age difference thing, is that mm-hmm. he's such a like hard-headed guy. Like he's like, you know, very much like like I made the joke. He's into Thoreau, but also he he kind of the part that makes you like him the most or the least in the movie uh, is that he's so like. Uh, you know, he's going to do his own thing. He's, you know, very like almost ego driven, I would say, or like, he, yeah, he's, he's very like, I mean, you could read it as like self-obsessed, but not self-obsessed, but just, you know, he, he doesn't want to submit to the approval of others. And so, yeah, you know, even though at the end when she's like, you know, my kids are saying they're going to disown me if we get married. And he's like, so what? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, like it's, I get it's that, really yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, it, he's, and he's like, "What? You can't live for me. You gotta care about other people." And it's like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, that's what like she life does have is, two right?" Kids. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, a social responsibility. Like, come on. Yeah, and it, she wasn't even being like too demanding. She was like, "Oh, oh, what was it?" Let's um, wait a little bit. She wants to wait to delay yeah. their marriage. Yeah, yeah, and she was yeah. like, "Oh, could you like maybe move into the house at all?" And he's like, "That changed me, darling, and I can't yeah. be changed." And it's like, well. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you could move in for a little bit, right? Like, it's not going to kill you here, buddy. Um, yeah. One of uh, one of my favorite, like, it's kind of a meme quote, but, like, um, it's, I mean, it's a quote all the same, is, uh, like, to be loved is to be changed. Oh, yeah. Um, and it seems like he's, like, just completely refuses that. Like, and says it outright. He's like, ah, you can't change well, me. Well, Emma. well, well. Hmm. He well. does fix up his mill. He does fix up the old mill to live in there with her. So, like, right. I think he's, like, he's moving toward being domesticated, to use, like, a kind of whatever <laughs> term. But, like, yeah, yeah he he's still too hard-headed about, like, you did fall in love with this woman who is from the suburbs and does, you know, like to do suburban housewife things, presumably. So, I mean, you know, we don't get a lot of, like, her... She gets, we get a lot of interiority of the things that she's feeling stifled by, but we don't really see a lot of what she wants beyond passion and like a life with him. She does, you know, talk about gardening, um, you know, and wanting Mm -hmm. to get into that. But, um, you know, it, it, I think this movie does end on kind of a, an open-ended note in the sense that I don't necessarily think that they would last forever, right? As a couple, because of, I mean, of course a movie isn't going to show them like, hashing out their communication issues, right? But um, it does seem almost like, you know, she is chasing after this passion that this man could give her, but she's going to have to sacrifice, tragically have to sacrifice all of these other things about her life. You know, of course, like her kids, you know, getting married and traveling and stuff, that's going to lessen the blow of that. But like almost all Mm. of her friends and, um, you know, her former kind of like social engagements and things like that, like I think that makes this movie 
have less than a happy ending because it is, you know, kind of hinting at like she's going to have to, she can't have both worlds. Um, right. And that's the tragedy right. of the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, more passion, more energy, more oh passion. Oh my God. Um, you know, you want to talk about things that will date something. For. How about we, yeah, we right. date this fucking podcast with your specific memes? Jesus. Well, well, I want people to be able to tell when the podcast came out by the week just from listening. Um, I completely forget now. Oh, yeah. the uh, More passion, yeah. More passion, more energy. Um, the, the choosing between, like, her previous life and the life that she wants to sort of grow into, I guess I'll say. Um yeah like she loses the socialite outing bits but like she seems bored in all of those it's just her like and again like i i guess this is sort of like the the social commentary that they're getting at but it, it was literally just like her walking by multiple rounds of people going oh carrie carrie oh carrie carrie so good to see you like she never really engaged with anyone in the socialite parties outside of howard who like just tries to shove his tongue down her throat, so... I don't no, know. that's it was... a di- it's a different guy. It's not, oh, a different guy? Um, okay, I thought it was a different guy. I, th- I, I think, yeah, it's, uh, because Howard... Or no, it's Howard and Harvey. I'm sorry, I got them, I got oh, them confused. Okay. Harvey is, like, the super old guy uh, right. at the beginning that she that's like, we should get married because we just want to be friends or whatever. And then Howard is yes, the one who's, yeah, like, yeah. creeps on her. Um, yeah. Oh, and then also, when Ron, like, Punches assaults him. Howard, <laughs> yeah. he, like... He, like, sat him down and was like, hey, why don't you sit there, bud? And, like, yeah. everyone's like, oh, my God, he almost killed him. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, not really, right? Like, yeah. not even close to really, right? Um, yeah. Well, okay, like, so here's... Like, oh, this brute. Come on, like, someone... Come on, he's just taking a kiss from Carrie. No big deal. Why is this guy getting so worked up? Yeah. It's like, all right. Like, eh. Well, an interesting commentary I've read about this movie is that... Uh, or from modern day viewers that I've seen is like they're reacting as if he's black uh which I think right this movie probably wouldn't have gone there in the 50s like that would have been really like really really taboo I think for the 50s but that is something that is one of the things that Far From Heaven does do is make the Ron character uh, a black man instead and so like there's that added kind of like all of that like racial context added there and so um, there isn't a scene just like that one in this other movie um, where Ron is, you know, like punches a guy who's like kind of coming on to her. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, I, I, yeah, the, I guess if you kind of draw a comparison of like, they would dehumanize a poor person in that way or like kind of stereotype him as like a brutish, whatever, like uncivilized, like, you know, the same things that we would ascribe to like black people back in the 50s and 60s, you know, and, and earlier and today even. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess that, that kind of adds, like, again, you just have to put yourself in, in kind of the psychology of the, uh, of the time of like what these like well-to-do white people would think, uh, or these well-to-do rich people would think, um, of this like interloper, oh, interloper from, you know, uh, like the, the boonies with his commie artist friends. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I guess. Um, cause they do make like comments on him during the party and they're like, oh, he's so tanned. Yeah. Like, (laughs) It is really funny that yeah that they're they're like commenting on this again like objectively beautiful man like yeah. I mean <laughs> he's long like, tan oh, and handsome brutish. right like we got Octavius yeah. Rex over here oh my god <laughs> yeah I will say I loved I really did dig the uh, all of the like gossipy shade that they were 
uh, making toward toward him and uh, the Mona character toward her, you know, even from the beginning of like, oh yeah, I can't believe you were, or like Red is so attention grabbing and, and whatnot. Yeah, you know, for, like, like for a widow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Those those comments were so out of pocket. It's like it's funny. Yeah. It's it's always funny to hear that kind of like yeah viciousness from the fifties. Um, and and Carrie funny. like never defends herself too. She just goes, "Oh my!" Like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Very. Um. You know, you have to be civilized as much as you can. Um. I guess back then, and that's another another thing that she's socially constrained by is having to deal with these fucking gossipy people who suck. Um. You know, and are True. obsessed with the wrong things. Yeah, it, I, I mean, like, Mona is a very interesting character. Um, like, it's just funny the way that, like, that character works. And, like, we even see her, she has the opportunity to tell one of Carrie's kids, um, like, Ned, as he's getting off the train, about, uh, what's his face? Um, Ron. Carrie's love guy, Ron. Um, like, she has the chance to say something, but she just says, like, oh, like, you're going home? Well, Carrie's looking positively radiant. Like, like yeah. she just makes some, like, little offhand comment, but she doesn't, like, tell him, which is a big thing Carrie was worried about, that they, that, like, her kids would hear about it from, like, someone other than her. Which, I don't know. It's just, like, it's weird. Also, the kids' reaction in general, they're like, the gardener? You're gonna go out with the gardener? Oh, mom, yeah. you can't! Oh... Yeah. But, like, they're fine with her dating Harvey, who, like, looks like a man that's, like, 20 years older than her, right? At um, least. At least. Yeah. 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 And it's like, all right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's respectable. He's more gentlemanly. Even the daughter goes on this long talk about how, like, he talks about his health and, like, that's normal for a man his age and, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's not, like, a sex-obsessed man, which she respects or whatever. I think we're yeah. supposed to, again, he's so they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And how you, you're, you know, Freud says that your, you know, sex becomes incongruous as you get older or whatever she says. <laughs> and, I mean, that, you know, I think that character is there to, again, to provide irony because then, you know, later in the movie, you see her explaining sex to her fiance. She's like, well, this is what sexual attraction is actually like. And she like takes oh, her glasses off. That's really yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and, dude, she says to him, like, actually, the only reason you became a football player was for love. Uh, and, yeah. and he's like, oh, really? And she's like, not that type of love. Just the general love, uh, yeah. such as familial or parental. You just look for approval. And it, I was. And he's just I, like, aren't you cute? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, is this but making then, any sense to you? And he was just like, nope, yeah, not a word. But, <laughs> but then, but, you know, and this is, I think, another theme of the movie is, like, the kind of academic or, like, logical whatever versus the natural world. And, you know, mm-hmm. her character, right, is, like, constantly espousing these, like, very academic uh, perspectives on sex and, and love and gender and things like that. You know, she talks about, like, how in Egypt they used to, like, board up women with their husbands when they died because they were possessions of their husbands and, and things like that. But then, I don't think that's true, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, who knows? But, um, but then later in the movie, she, you know, breaks down and she's like, I actually have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to cope with, like, my feelings. Like, she can't be yeah. older than, like, 20. I mean, she's, she's young. Um, mm. And so, I, you know, something else, too, that is not maybe not subtextual but like is yeah another piece of visual storytelling is the animals that keep showing up and like they are there to approve their romance basically like the pigeon that kind of like 
forces Carrie to fall into uh, Ron's arms when they're in the mill. And then it's like sitting there watching them basically throughout the scene after they have their first kiss. And then obviously the deer that's like uh, on Ron's property and that is kind of like watching over them at the very end. Yeah, um, it walks up to the know, window and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cute. I mean, again, it's like kind of a heavy-handed... Uh, it, re- it reminded me a little bit of The Departed. <laughs> if you remember the end of The Departed. Is that with the rat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very yeah, different yeah. use of, of animals to, to symbolize something, but just, it isn't, it, it, it's straightforward, but still effective way of showing, you know, okay, yeah, this it's is God a, giving his approval, right? Not even God, his, but just like. Giving his, uh, <laughs> this is all that heaven allows, putting that right on Boo. there. Boo. I don't think it's even God necessarily. It's just like passion and, you know, uh, like fate and like stop. More fate. <laughs> I'm going to punch you through the computer. More punching through the computer. <laughs> There's so much editing I'm going to have to fucking do in this. More episode. editing. <laughs> stop. <laughs> God. But no, you know, it, it's uh, a good way of kind of showing like the romantic, you know, Walden esque, like true to yourself, true to your, like, humanity uh, kind of love that they have uh, does fly in the face of all of these very, you know, reserved and, like, domestic, um, conformist, whatever uh, types that they're surrounded by in in her family and uh, all of her friends and things like that. So just a, you know, a cute kind of little motif. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. You're so down on this movie. I'm not down on this movie. I just... Like, again, like, I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I did like it. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I think it's a good Christmas flick. Uh, maybe you should get married and be a housewife, and then maybe your perspective will change. Yeah, then maybe and you get divorced. Get it, then. you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have your no, husband I mean, I... die, and good luck trying to find a new <laughs> husband and not have be the talk of the town. Yeah, good fucking luck, buddy. You want to go to your socialite <laughs> gatherings with your new boy toy? Have fun, idiot. He's not a blue blood. Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my god. This is good podcasting. This is um, good podcasting. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think that there's there's a lot there with, uh, you know, all of the things kind of going on in her life. Um, mm-hmm. Even her wardrobe. You know, she kind of goes from wearing, like, very, you know, and of course the seasons change too, but she goes from wearing these, like, very... Um, particular silhouettes like she has like very like especially the red dress in the beginning it's like very trim and like clean kind of silhouettes and then as the movie progressive progresses she starts to wear these like more um kind of like natural silhouettes or like uh her clothing is um you know a lot more just like she is wearing it it's not wearing her is how i would compare it and so she's kind of coming into her own um so, I, yeah, I think that there's just a lot to, like, look at in this movie outside of the dialogue being delivered um, that really, yeah, makes it an elevated watch for me. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll give you that for sure. Um, I mean, great wardrobe design. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and like... There, there definitely was I a feel... shift between, like, what she wears for others versus what she wears for... I forgot the guy's name again. Rob? Ron. 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 yeah because she like in the beginning she's wearing like again like these like very cut um or like yeah corseted kind of clothing and like her uh you know she's wearing like 
these kind of crisp jackets and uh, very like the pointy bra, you know, is a classic like fifties thing too. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, uh, of course the, the red dress at the party, but then as she goes on, she's wearing like sweaters and like fur coats and kind of looser um, dresses. You know, she's wearing um, when Ron comes to meet the family, um, she's wearing like this like black kind of like subdued. I mean, it's still like a beautiful, like it's a gorgeous gown, but she's like wearing this much more like, relaxed kind of looking um you know silhouette but she's still you can tell that she's still like uncomfortable or anxious with it um mm-hmm. because she you know um obviously the tension between meeting the family and meeting the, the you know at the country club uh with ron it's just like yeah there's there's lots of like very a lot of care put into um yeah that aspect of things so okay yeah no i mean i i feel like this movie maybe would like benefit from a rewatch at least from my perspective um Mm -hmm. again i i I do think a lot of it comes down to context like understanding the the context of the time that is placed within um i mean you've brought up a lot of good points and a lot of stuff for me to sort of think about with um in terms of like watching the movie um with like ron being like sort of not analogous for like a dating a black man especially like during the time because that would have been no, it would be very different, but like yeah. at least some of the, the the drasticness of the dynamic, I think you know you can appreciate that more because it's a, a little bit more maybe obvious, I guess, um, if you kind of yeah. think of it that way. Yeah, I think it also it makes their reaction like like they react like she's killed someone when she's like, oh, like <laughs> I'm going to be dating the gardener, like he's a yeah, nice I, man. Yeah, you've met the, him. The kids like fuck them kids, right? Like this yeah, is the like, most fuck no, them like, kids what the movie. Fuck? <laughs> And then, like, in t- like ten minutes later, they're like, "Actually, we're moving out. We should sell the house, yeah. Bob. Here's a TV." Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What the fuck yeah. am I watching here, man? Truly, truly, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you at least enjoyed it on a surface level. But yeah, I think yeah. if you're ever open to a rewatch, it would be a good it'd be a good rewatch. Um, yeah, for I sure. I rewatched parts of it this morning too because I was like, I want to see this scene again. I, um, I might put it into the Christmas rotation. Um, it is a good Christmassy movie. It's very cozy, um, yeah. which I love, especially also, the end. It's so beautiful. Go yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I, I'd say the end is almost like a hopeful note. Um, I don't know. I, know. I know you said it's not like technically a happy ending, I guess, because I, th- I guess there's I, definitely a lot for them to sort of work through. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, yeah, it's it's not like an unhappy ending. Like, I don't think it's doomed right. necessarily. I think the, the moral or like the thing that she's learned is that she's going to live for herself. And yeah. you know, it's going to be, she's going to be, whether that involves Ron or not, she's going to be prioritizing, you know, her happiness just as much as the happiness of, you know, the society that she lives in or like the, her social bonds. Um, you know, she mm-hmm. has learned to like choose her own, you know, happiness over um, the conformity. So yeah, right. it's, it's, it's hopeful in that regard, even though their relationship might not last. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess it's almost like a little bit more than about that. It's like grow, her growing out of her role as a widow, a mother, and, yeah. like a widow, the one who just tends the house. Um, right. Cause like also, I don't know, her kids seem like really ungrateful, like, just kind of, like, little snots, um... Yeah, truly, fuck them kids, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, um, they're just fucking weird, like, Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. They suck, they they truly suck, especially the son. You know, the daughter, like, yeah. she seems like, 
you know, 19, you know, so it's a little bit easier to be like, okay, you just don't, you think you know everything at this point. But the, the mm-hmm. son is like actively callous. Like he's actively like, yeah. we should sell the house, like, but we can't sell the house because you, you just want to move on from Well, it, well he you know, just like dad. flipped it suddenly. Because like before he yeah. was like, oh, like you want to move on from dad. And then when he saw the trophy was put away from the mantle, like yeah. they, they make a big point of that. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah. so like. So you hate that. So, uh, like, is yeah. that a part of the clutter you put away? Oh, yeah. okay. So, like, yeah. you want me to kill my... It's like, all right, like, no, pause, yeah. buddy. Like, Yeah, like, well, it's, that's... It's not a personal attack. Something we haven't talked about, actually, or touched on, is the fact that they start spreading... Someone starts spreading rumors that they were seeing each other before the husband died. Uh, yeah. Her and Ron, you know? And so I guess that adds an element of that, too, of, like, the, the you know, kind of nastiness of the rumors is... More than just, like, she's dating young or she's dating, like, a, you know, the gardener. Right. Um, it's and, just, and like, seen as distasteful. Yeah. That's sort of what destroyed the daughter. Um, yeah. And, like, I, I guess that's kind of understandable. I don't know. Um, I, I, I guess maybe it's just, like, the time period and the, the social class that they were in. Like, like, oh, mother, I heard the worst rumor. And it's like, all right, like, <laughs> I get it. I, and, like, I get that it's just a movie. So it's, like, uh, that's sort of played up. But, like... I don't know, comparing that to, like, I guess I, I guess I'll say comparing the social norms, like, that they present within this movie to, like, Carrie, right? Which I get is, like, not really of the same time period, but in my mind they're, like, closer than, like, obviously a modern movie and uh, All That Heaven Allows. This, this um, is crazy that you're about is, to make is this Is this crazy? Uh, well, I mean, okay. I, I don't know. Go like, for those, it. Those high schoolers, like, and the shit they went through, like, so vastly different from, like... Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even, even, like, the way that they bullied people was, like, so incredibly different to, like, oh, mother... They, well, they said that you were you were cheating on father. It's well, like, well, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Imagine, like, though, if this movie set in the same time period, but uh-huh. was made in 1976 or whatever when Carrie was made, they mm-hmm. would depict more. In the 50s, you couldn't, like, the 50s was a locked down period for art, right? Because of all this McCarthyism and things that we're talking about. So that stuff had to be conveyed with subtext. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if you made a movie about the 50s, you know, in the 70s or even today you would depict more explicit stuff. And so you might lean into how vicious it was more, whereas you could not do that back then. So like, yeah, I mean, it's, okay. it, you know, you watch it and you're like, oh, like. So it, know, like what, it is a product of its time, of you. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. But, you know, and I, I do think too, hmm. it's funny that like, we don't have any friends that have cheated on their significant others in our social circle. I was trying is to think of funny? like, like <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just, you know, you hear about that happening, I guess. I guess we don't have a lot of friends that date each other. Um, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you think of like talk, I mean, we, you know, the town that we were living in when we lived in the same town, I don't want to say the name, I guess. Um, but like, I'm sure that there are situations where in a friend group, right? Like, so and so cheats on this other person and you know with this third person and like now that they're together this new couple like i could see them being ostracized i could see them being kind of like viciously mocked or or whatever especially like at a bar or like a kind of a private place like i I don't think that that's too out of the question you know for for a person to get broken up about especially if it's like about your mom you know that's pretty Yeah. yeah yeah so i guess so i'll say um well Ah, uh, no. Go ahead. Uh, 
so my my old roommate oh. had like cheated. Name and names. Uh, well, maybe bleep that. Um, okay. <laughs> so she had cheated on her partner, but like they got together. So they got back together. Like they broke it off and got back together like several times. Mm-hmm. But like her cheating was like a blip in the radar of their relationship. Um, and it was like they were a really odd couple. So I don't know if that's like the best example to give. I think I guess I'm thinking like. We have a few friends who have trouble with drugs or like people in our social circle who Mm. have had trouble with drugs. And like, Mm -hmm. I can definitely see, I mean, that is obviously that's a very different thing, but like even just the rumor of that definitely has impacted, right? Like the way that some of those people are treated by others within our social circle. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I'll I'll say, I I honestly, I really like, I like drama. (laughs) Like, I like I like drama. I like the messiness. Me too. Right. We're a couple of queens. It's true. We, yeah. we do. Yeah. And like I mean, I'm gonna be honest, right? Like it's it, it's like some people are like, oh, I hate drama. Like no, drama's no. fun. I like when drama doesn't affect me like in a right. serious way. I don't right, like right. when it's like, oh, like my friends are going through something. But I do like it when it's like, did you hear this shit about this person that I used to work with? Let me tell right. you. Right. And it's like, it's like, oh yeah, like spill the tea, sis. But like in the same token, right? Fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Cause I, I was gonna yeah. I was gonna qualify that with something. Oh, I like drama, but I don't like spreading rumors. Like if I hear really juicy drama, um, like the person that it's about is not a as important as like the drama itself. And like obviously if I know the person, like that that gives it like stakes, right? It makes me more engaged with it. But like I'm not gonna go around and tell others about this drama. Um I mean maybe I will if it's like particularly juicy. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, like rumors used you. in like a like vindictive or like aggressive way versus like a uh, right. Like, oh, like isn't it crazy how like this is happening? Yeah, yeah. If I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. It's hard to come up did... with a good example for drama, right? <laughs> well, actually, I was gonna say, did did I ever tell you that? I will bleep all of this or cut it out. But yeah, yeah, this is this is a good bleep. But uh, did so. I mean, I don't know for sure, and I'm not trying to besmirch his not good name. <laughs> his but great his name. sterling reputation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I thought you said, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. I mean, so yeah, like that kind of shit. Like, I mean, it's fucking crazy. Like, no wonder you dumbass, now, and also fuck you. How like, does he meet? her is the is I my mean, question it's like a forty thousand person town so probably pretty easily so wait yeah you know. wait you say forty thousand like person town like it's not that's not like a pretty decent size for like the the physical size that's a small of the town. town that's a small eh. town yeah but like why yeah. are you going out when the all right well you know what i'm answering my own questions here i don't know yeah i was gonna say because it's a disgusting <laughs> yeah pig but um maybe i will leave this in and just bleep selective parts like <laughs> i don't know i mean i like i have to because the is right by the high school i walk by the high school every day i don't think i've had actually i have had an interaction with high schoolers um and it was well, when yeah, a group you're not of them seeking them by out my, all right let me finish let me finish my story let me finish my story <laughs> this is funny okay come on uh a group of them walked by me though the one kid was like hey how's it going boss and uh i was like hey not too bad boss and like all of them started dying. There was, like, six kids there. They immediately started laughing. And, like, one of them was like, Hey, yo, he just called you boss. And I'm like, 
I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm trying to match your energy, kids. Like, what the fuck's happening? They thought you were 35 years old. They were like, this old guy said our slang. True. It's horrible getting old. I mean, of course, I'm also like walking outside with like, like disgusting raggedy chin hair, fucking like unkempt little fucking mustache dags under my eyes for days but i i i really any anyone listening to this if you don't know what ricky looks like i would like you to submit a drawing based on what you know so far that he looks like wes anderson he watches anime and he has scraggly chin hair oh god no i'm gonna be like a neck beard uh scraggly chin hair isn't neck beard those are two there's like two it's like a spectrum i mean it's horseshoe theory in the end right (laughs) um Okay, we've we've really lost the plot. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Let's yeah, back. I, there's def- stop. <laughs> there's definitely a difference between yeah, like indulging in gossip or like whatever, and then yeah, spreading rumors. I guess for you know to keep somebody in their place. I think those are two different things. Hmm. Yeah, like I yeah I I don't know. Maybe I'm just justifying my own poor vices, but well, I just nothing I wrong love, with it. I, yeah, I love to spill tea. Do you have anything else? <laughs> Anything else about this movie? Um, not really. Um, is there anything else that I missed in the film? I mean, there's um, lots, I'm sure, but... I mean, I'm not gonna... Yeah, I, I don't know that you missed it necessarily. You just, you know, you were watching the movie differently than I was, I guess. So it's that's okay. You're allowed to just watch movies. You don't have to go in with, yeah, like looking for subtext and camera angles and color and all of these things. Yeah, no, I'm fine. valid. <laughs> yeah, you're you're valid it's true <laughs> uh no i i really like this movie i think i'll watch it again i think it definitely like you said belongs in a christmas rotation mm-hmm. um i do i also just i mean i do even with all the subtext and things i do love to just see people kiss and like have romance on screen another thing that like as a kid or as a younger person i wouldn't have been as enjoyed or wouldn't have enjoyed as much but Mm-hmm. Um, it is just like a, a romance is just nice sometimes to see people like have passion for each other. So, yeah, no. And I mean, I, those are the parts of, mo- of the movie that I, I didn't really talk about anything that I liked about the movie, but, um, like the, the, <laughs> like it's, it's a sort of basic plot line, right? At least in my mind. And I guess it is narratively like pretty yeah, straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. But like, that's not bad. It's nice. I liked it. It's, it's like a cute little film. Um, and, like, I'm really sort of viewing it through the lens of, like, oh, like, this is just, like, a little old film about romance. Um, and, like, like a, a man that won't change his ways. And, and a woman who needs to learn to let go of, uh, not her social graces, but, like, like uh, her ties to high society, I guess. Which are really tying her down um, and making yeah. her miserable. Maybe not directly, but... No, they are. I think directly making her miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a good movie. I'm, I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I feel like I say that about every movie. Um, hey, Ansan D. Oh, you liked that movie, too. I like that, that one. Movie? Oh. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, would you be open to other, like, 50s movies like this? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely want to get a better idea of, like, like the time period, like, understanding the sort of context for these movies. Um, yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. We'd definitely be down to watch more 50s movies. Sweet. Yeah. All right. 
Well, oh, I have I have to ask you something. Um, uh, is it Rick's pick, as in he picked this movie, or Rick's pick, as in pick for picture? As I was writing out the description, uh... I wrote in Rick's pick, and I was like, wait, is this? A, did we come up with something clever here? Could this be two? two different meanings so i've always <laughs> been saying it like rick's pick like with a k um yeah although we can do rick's pick just a c <laughs> um i mean i don't think it's that consequential but um... i think it's pretty consequential <laughs> well this week is a rick's pick whether that's there's consequences to this action um there are okay so I'll give you I'll give you sort of the option. Um, would you want okay. to watch another animated movie, which I, I can I can get if we don't want to keep flip flopping back and forth between that, uh, okay, or okay. Right. just a movie that I've seen before and would be revisiting. Hmm. What are the genre? So, I do kind of want to watch a fifth el- the fifth element. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but like. I liked it as a teenager. I feel like I'll like it now. Um, and it's it's just sort of like a funny movie. It's just like a fun movie. And yeah. the other one would be... Uh, the animated movie would be Lupin the Third. Uh, oh, okay. And I don't know. Lupin is like classic animated movie. Um, love Lupin. Lupin the Third. Um, love Lupin. It's it's sort of like a I don't even think it's a cult classic like this is just like a classic movie um, or like a classic animated yeah, totally. film. People um, love that movie. Yeah, it's really good actually. Like the first time I watched it, uh, because there are like, and especially like some of the Ghibli films, I feel like are really lauded for their spectacle, but um, sometimes the the storyline gets like a little muddled. Um, not not all of them a lot of them are like really clear-cut but some of them are sort of like really fanciful and odd like the lesser known ones i guess but they're still like associated with the uh, ghibli name so they're like oh like this is peak um whereas like lupin the third is peak anime um that (laughs) shit is so good and it's like a lot of what they, a lot of, like, even just the small scenes, how they show, like, certain action scenes are indicative of, like, all other, or, like, not all other, but a lot of other, uh, it sets the precedent for other anime. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because it's uh, Miyazaki's first, right? His first, like, directorial feature? Am I making that up? Oh, is this Miyazaki? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's his first big movie unless nausicaa oh. came first no we did um, yeah it is uh i think, I think this of is first. yeah yeah that's crazy um, so i'd i'd be i'd be open to either i'll say um okay. i'll let you yeah um but you have to choose i i will say like i think lane will have very different energy <laughs> for those two movies but we're gonna cover them both eventually so we can we can do whatever we've had a good streak of movies i've liked so why okay. not fuck that up with the fifth element no, let's watch Lupin the Third. I think you'd really like it. No, we can we can watch we can watch the Fifth Element if you want to just rewatch it. I'm cool with that. No, Chris I, has been down my throat about it. Wow, I really I really like uh, Lupin the Third. I think this would be a good one. Um, it's like it's up to you. I don't I don't mind. No, this is a classic. Also, like as as long as you're fine with just like going back to anime, um, 
Yeah, I know you're trying okay. to sort of like spread out a little bit with it. Okay, cool. No, no, no. I think these are very. Di- I mean, they're very different movies. I mean, Lupin the yeah. Third is from 1979, so that's a oh, full, yeah. you know, 15 years, th- uh, almost. Yeah, um, from uh, Rojan Z. So I mean, they're very so, different. So with that, I will say that um, I think it'd be funny to contrast this with another Lupin the Third movie. Um, okay. If if you're if you're willing two, to two movies. Do we oh, do we God, want to do a double special or like a twofer? A twofer. Um, so like, are we doing like another loop in the third in like the series? Because um, I so see loop... that there's like a ton of them. Yeah. So loop in the third is sort of like odd. So Castle of Cagliostro came out, I believe, first, and there was like a sort of serialized uh, animated series that came out, like a serialized anime. Um, I'm pretty sure. I haven't seen that one, um, but I, I'm pretty sure there was, like, an episodic sort of thing, and then there's been, like, five or six different movies that have come out during that time. I was gonna say. Um, yeah. And they all have sort of, like, different numbering systems, and they're really sort of loosely tied to yeah. each other. It's I just, see, like... I see that one came out in 2019, and it's called Lupin the Third, the First. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, they're really sort of, like, kind of loosely tied to each other, and it, it establishes, like, a, an odd, uh, like, like, cinematic universe, like, loop in the third cinematic universe, um, which I'm sure people have, like, charts laid out for and, like, different ideas about or whatever, uh, but on the whole, they're all just kind of, like, like, oh, like, this is, like, your cast of, like, suave action members, um, yeah. And, like, here's okay. a movie about them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so what's the other one? So the other one is a, a direct departure from, from this one. So, like, Castle of Cagliostro is sort of, like, lighthearted, cheery, and um, at least in my eyes. Um, and it's, it's just, like, a, a sort of nice little rabble-rousing adventure. The other one is one that I really love. Uh, I mean, I love Castle of Cagliostro as well. But uh, The Blood Spray of Gomont. Uh, Ishikawa. If you just look up Gomon Spray of Blood, you'll find it. Um, and this focuses on the swordsmen of the group, and it's raw as fuck. It's sick as fuck, bro. Every scene is awesome. It's fucking amazing. But it's it's almost kind of a slow burn. Um, it's like a Yakuza drama, I guess, that builds oh. up uh, to like a just cool as fuck um, fight scene. There's a, there's a couple okay, of really me, cool fight scenes in it. Uh, but the animation is, like, very different between the two. Um, so, uh, the Blood Spray of Goemon is, like, much more recent. It's 2017. And and so you'll be able to see, like, the the difference in, like, animation quality between the two. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. The, the, the focus and themes of both movies are very different. Uh, but it's it gives you, like, the opposite ends of the spectrum of like Lupin the third um which i think is sort of like cool to see because there's a lot to sort of fall in the middle of this where they sort of like like lean more on Lupin being comedic or being more like serious and sort of like a suave adventurer type um, okay all right don't don't blow your load i know i know i know week. yeah 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 we have we have all that of next week to talk about it but I think this will be a good way to sort of compare and contrast. You and your comparing and contrasting. I love it. I'm Clearly. the comparator. Do you have 
Do you have one that I should watch first? Like, should we should we do it in chronological? Like, watch oh, the first one first? The yeah, one? definitely watch okay. Castle of Cagliostro first. Um, okay. I, I cool. think it's a bit better of a movie, maybe. Um, but, like, it also, it's a, it's a better introduction to the characters. Um, and then, like, once you sort of know the characters, when you watch the later one, you'll be like, oh, shit, okay, like, it, it all kind of makes sense. And, like, some of the some of the gags that they do uh are like repeated um and like they're they're just repeated throughout all time for these characters which is cool i like it they they embody certain character archetypes but we can talk about that next week sweet all right i'm excited i've definitely had this uh at least the castle of cagliostro um on my like watch list for a really long time so um yeah that'll be fun hell yeah Uh, it's one of the last miyazaki's i haven't seen um sheesh yeah cool all right, sweet. So Take next week, we want to watch Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro. show. Do, 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 do. You and. forgot the second movie we're going to watch. And uh, <laughs> and Lupin the Third, uh, Go- The Blood Spray of Goemon Ishikawa. Do, 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 cool. do. I think I'll cut in the uh, Old Town Road that you did earlier. Oh, okay, not bad. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe the uh, Nintendo, um, the Mario song that you did you, you could also do the more passion more energy more editing more you know like. <laughs> we'll see we'll see god all right